So, welcome to the podcast today. Welcome to the Chaos Cast. We're glad to have you here. We hope you enjoy today's topics. Um, we're covering a, ri- a wide range of different uh, news topics, but we're going to cover some specific stuff to educate you a little better about just the crap that's going on around you in the world and how to be better prepared for it. And uh, we hope you enjoy this ne- this new installment of the Chaos Cast. So are you ready? Why don't you get ready with us at ReadyWise? We've got a new code, CHAOS10, all lowercase letters. And you can go to the link in the description to our website where you hit the ReadyWise link. And you'll help this podcast. You'll help this social media brand. And you'll also help yourself because you're going to save 10% on your purchase. Now, we'd also like you to go to our website and join our email subscriber list for exclusive articles for newsletters and exclusive deals like ReadyWise deal where we save you 10% because they're not the only place we can save you 10% because we got black beer fire starters and we're working on pack fresh if you're wanting to pack your own food so uh yeah we got a lot of great deals for you there go join the email subscriber list and while you're there go check out the merch store and get you a happy gun shirt you know in a world full of gun negativity you may want to spread gun positivity how are you going to do that well with the dementedly happy gun we put this guy on a shirt for you to show your gun positivity everywhere you go and everybody loves the happy gun shirt that's $23.98 and that includes your shipping And also, go check out the gear store where we have our cool, awesome, wonderful bush augers. The Scotch-Eye bush auger. Uh, Right now, the price is around $15. And you can literally create anything you want with this awesome bush auger. So, go check it out, my friends. And check out all the sponsors and the blog and every amenity we have there. We're always working on new things for you to be better prepared and again get ready with us at ReadyWise chaos 10 all lowercase saves you 10 percent if you go through our link thank you friends hope you enjoy the chaos all right so let's talk about chickens there's a lot going on with chickens lately um, there is an avian flu outbreak. This is from reports, supposedly, in South America. Now, there has been one in North America. We've had a lot of the government in the United States uh, just euthanizing tons of chickens. So, why is this important to you? Why is what is how does this affect you? So. There is a supply chain, and most of you know this. Some of you may be new to this understanding that they don't make the food at the grocery store. Now, I'm not even going to say that in a joke, you know, making fun of anyone, because it's easy to believe that if you are young. 
I mean, you just don't think about where your food comes from. And I know there's going to be some that are older like, that's just crazy. Because you grew up around these animals like I did. You grew up with these chickens. But imagine growing up in a concrete jungle with nothing but pigeons. Pigeons. Nothing but pigeons. And you go to the grocery store and you get chicken. You literally have children right now that are animal rights activists that are fighting homesteaders because they're butchering their chickens but these children and these young folks go to the store and get chickens i actually sent a vegan the other day talking about strawberry milk was vegan and people were saying it's cow's milk there's no way it's vegan because being a vegan means you are literally you know you're not exploiting animals and, and if you know anything about manufacturing or any of that, that type of thing, there's no way that there's anybody on this planet that's not exploiting animals somehow. And, and that thought to not try, we sh- should we not try? I mean, there's, I mean, literally, they're killing tons of bees by not trying because they're, they're all about this avocado toast, which I like avocado toast, don't get me wrong, but you're not being a vegan eating it. Because you're killing tons of insects and bees. When you're plowing a field, you're killing tons of insects. So I got off on that tangent. I'm not trying to offend any animal rights activists or vegetarians or vegans. But your lifestyle is a myth. There's no way that you are not, you know, exploiting or harming or or using animals in some way. So we're going to get rid of that myth. And the chicken industry affects you. If you eat chicken. So we'll just say that. I got off on this whole tangent, but there's some information, knowledge for you if you didn't know. So these uh, chicken that were euthanized, well, they're not going to be on the shelves. But it's not just in the chicken houses where they raise the broiler chicks to uh, full size, which takes about 40 days. I, I, I live in an area that's got tons of chicken houses. So... You're talking about some of these people around here have hundreds of thousands of these chickens in these chicken houses, which are kind of deplorable conditions because they're running around in their mess. And it can be labeled free range just because they've started putting less chickens in these houses and charging you more money per pound. So that's another little piece of information about the chicken industry. But they literally have people that go through there every day just to pick up the dead chickens. And these chickens are just funky. Uh, And I I eat the chicken from the store too, so don't feel bad. We're all eating this stuff because it's all that's there. And and to go into that whole thing, we may go into it more towards the end of this segment. But you you have basically what's called factory farming. And they're euthanizing right now. Or in, in the past few months, they've been euthanizing a number of these chickens if 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 they feel like there is avian flu now the guy at tractor supply he's the chicken man he calls himself and and uh we were going there to buy chicks that's another story folks um but he said they're euthanizing all of these chickens he says i don't believe it's a real avian flu he says he's conspiratorial so you know and i am to a degree but they're killing tons of chickens they've been killing millions of chickens um across the u.s because of this supposed avian flu and now there is a new outbreak of a different strain in south america okay so how does this affect you that means there's going to be less food less chicken on the shelves now chicken is a big part of the supply chain 
When you talk to the farmers around where I live, my friend Billy Wayne, now his son's, you know, he's retired, but his son is, is big time into agriculture and works with the chicken houses. And they have these meetings, uh, these different associations of, of growers and, and farmers. Well, the Department of Homeland Security sends representatives to these meetings because chicken is so important to our food supply. Chickens and everything. You know, a lot of meat byproducts like your potted meats, your Vienna sausages. Um, yeah, that, that's got chicken byproducts in it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a big filler. I mean, we eat chicken everywhere. McDonald's, Chicken McNuggets, which, man, I didn't think before I'd done this whole story about all the side roads that I could go off on when it comes to chickens. Just a, just a simple little feathered animal. But it, it, it's a huge part of our food supply. Um, I would even say probably bigger than beef because there are a lot of people that can't, that have to limit their red meat intake because of different health issues. And so they go to chicken because it's a good, healthy white meat. But that's how important chickens are. Now, recently we had a uh, food processor. They, they provide a lot of chicken to Costco and Walmart. Well, they basically have told them, you know, we're not going to be able to keep supplying you like we have been. That, that's a telling sign. Well, they know there are shortages. Now, here's the thing. I, I heard this over a year ago from a friend that owns chicken houses. He said, well, there's probably going to be a chicken shortage. Well, see, they're usually about a year or so ahead of us because they know how long it takes that food to get to the shelf. I mean, you're talking about months upon months sometimes before this food gets to the shelves. And these chickens... I'm going to tell you some things that's been happening that, that in our area that I've been hearing about. Okay, so you're having feed shortages. You can't raise chickens without feed. I have a friend that works at a feed plant uh, down near uh, Hunts, uh, Gunnersville, Alabama. He said, we're having problems getting feed uh, uh, products, ingredients for the feed. We're having problems getting bags. So that's driving the price up. I buy feed at a local cooperative that services from that uh, that facility. And so the prices have went up two or three dollars just in the last couple of years. They've, they've, they've just blown outrageously out the water. Okay. So again, we have a farm out West that was having, uh, an embargo from the railroad, uh, you know, kind of enacted because the, the railroads backed up. They've been backed up on everything and and even the feed the basic things because the railroad hauls tons of feed to these humongous corporate farms um, that are all over the west all over the country so this farm is at critical levels we reported on this a couple months back um, during one of our news segments during the live streams so they're running out of food in this area uh, not just with this farm, but a number of areas. And they're they're petitioning the government. Now, you can go look this up. Uh, oh Lord, it's a rail... It's a railwaynews.com, I believe. I may be wrong. I'll try to remember to link it in the description. But they go and petition the government, basically to say, you know, say to the railroad company, you're going to have to take this food and get it to them. They need it. They're fixing to have to start euthanizing animals because they're not able to feed them and they're feeding them the basic uh, 
uh, feed allotments that they can. They're not able to get weight on these animals because they're out of the feed, the grain. We had a terrible season with the drought, so that affects this. You had tons of family farms, cattle ranchers, selling off their cattle. I mean, they'll never be in that business again. I mean, they showed the lines to the auctions. They had never seen anything like it before. Three-mile-long lines in the middle of the week at this auction. And that was because of the drought. They were not able to uh, keep the animals fed on grass and feed. They were not able to get in feed because this drought was killing harvest. It was killing crops. It's, it's affecting the chickens, too. It's affecting the pork, too. It's affecting the whole livestock arena, you know. So these people are petitioning the government, hey, we need food now. But here's the thing. They're backed up because of shortages. They're backed up because of fuel shortages. They're backed up because of uh, just uh, being inundated since the pandemic with with stuff not being shipped like it should. Plus, they're having this whole inner turmoil with their um, with the whole uh, rail industry uh, and the government because of the, the potential strikes. Which I'm not sure if that's completely over, even though they tried to make it out like it was. So if this farm gets this food, basically what the article was saying, well, it's just going to cause other farms that are probably even in, in worse shape that don't have as much political pull and power as this farm. I mean, we're talking about a huge industry here. Well, they're going to, those farms are going to suffer. It's going to be a ripple effect across the board. See, what we have is basically you, you had this very, um, it's like spaghetti. You know when you mix your spaghetti up? That's that's what our supply chain has become. And there's a there's it's like a death by a thousand cuts, and then you throw in a bird flu. So people are not able to get enough feed. People are not able to uh, keep their chickens fed. The delivery systems are not able to get to them in time. Because here's the thing. They have to have those chicks sized out at 40 days usually. They send them to the processing plants, and then they bring in more chicks after a couple weeks because they give them time to clean the chicken house houses out and bring in more chicks to again to size out and and then ship back out. So they have this thing down to a process like a factory. They're they're factory raising and farming these animals. Okay, so. I was talking to one of my friends, Wayne. He is a farmer. Uh, we we work together at um, at another job, and he has friends in his area that have chicken houses. Okay, so he goes in and he's talking to his friend, and there's these humongous broilers running around. They're they're, they're past their harvest date. They're past their processing date, and they're like, he's like, what's going on with that? And the guy says, we can't get nobody in to ship them. Okay. So that, that's a wild thing in itself because the older these chickens get, the, the more, uh, how would you say, the tougher the meat would get. That's why when, you know, you're going to cull roosters out of your, your home flock that you have at your house. You want to get them young because the older they get, the tougher they get. And the same with hens, but they don't get quite as tough as the roosters. So you can make soup, you can boil them, but that meat's going to be tough. So while... You know, the, the last few months have been going by. We have got, now we buy some chicken from Walmart. Um, and that stuff was so tough. 
You know, it, it was hard to chew. And, and we've never got chicken like that. It was because this chicken had been past its harvest date. So we're seeing all of these things come together. And now you have your people that believe, hey, this is a conspiracy. This is the, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, our, our government is, is killing these chickens. I, at this point, I can't say what is or isn't happening. But you're going to see, you're going to see some issues with, um, you know, the stock in the freezers of your chicken. You're, you're, you're going to see shortages. And this is going to affect a lot of things because there's a, probably a lot of your TV dinners that, that you would normally get that are not going to have what they need. They may have big stockpiles of these because they can freeze them. And, and they may have big stockpiles of other things, so it may not be as bad there. But the fresh chicken is going to be rough. So then you want to go to raising your own flock like I do. Now, we <laughs> here I am a prepper right in the middle of an egg shortage. Okay, And this probably is playing a lot into that egg shortage. And we're not the only ones having one because they're having one over in the UK. It started there before it did here. So eggs are like, you know, higher than I've ever seen them. Well, right in the middle of all this, and you can watch the video on my content. We, we see this small young hawk here back last spring. He comes, flies in. He flies right up to the window and is looking at us. Like, he, he just knows we're there. So we're videoing it. This is cool. I don't think nothing about it because I've never had to deal, per se, with a hawk in our area. You know, I've, there's hawks everywhere, but they've not come after our chickens. But here we are a couple months later, or, well, really here we are, almost the end of winter, and I have an almost completely decimated flock. And it happened within a few days because uh, one day we had about 13 hens out there. And I walk out and there's a rooster and three hens like within a, a few days time, you know, because I work a night shift. And, and some days I'm not able to get out there and check that because my, my oldest son keeps that up. And he was out there and, and he just goes out, puts the feed out, puts the water out. And, and, and it just happens so quickly I'm like, son, where's the chickens? He says, there was a few missing yesterday, but I, I don't know, daddy. I was like, how many's in there? Because these chickens spread out. They hide. He goes and starts counting. He says, there's only three hens in here. No feathers, no none of the usual things we've dealt with with foxes. So I used to have a covered pen, and because I, you know, never really dealt with this, eventually I put them in a big lot, you know. Okay, well, the hawk had come back. My, my middle son says, Daddy, I seen the hawk the other day flying through the woods. I said, oh, crap. A hawk will decimate a flock. They'll, a lot of times they'll kill the chickens for sport. Uh, or they'll just eat certain parts off of them. And so then, you know, all your chickens are gone. <laughs> well, not all of them are gone. Well, then our lab decides out of nowhere to hop the fence. And he has a chicken dinner. So, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of rebuilding our flock. So... We have, uh, my wife went to Rural King in Huntsville and she got some chicks, uh, got some hens because you can buy them like that. You can just buy straight hens. You might have a few roosters mixed in by accident, but they can pretty well tell you, hey, we're going to give you some hens. So they're like three bucks a piece. Okay. It may still be at that Rural King. Well, then I go online to start looking for more chicks. I'll go to Cackle. I go to Myers. I go to Stromberg's. I go to Murray McMurray. I even start looking at some of the others that I normally don't go to, you know, and, and the, the, and even a few that I, you know, I'd never even heard of just, just 
trying to find because every time I go to put in, and, and at my specific breed, the black ostrilorp that I really wanted, you know, because great chicken, we'll talk about them in a minute. But when I go to click the checkout button, oh, well, you'll be on the list till August. So to get 10 chicks, I got to wait till August. That's, that is the earliest time to get them. Well, because of the egg debacle, everyone started buying their own chicks. So people panicked, went online, probably first time chicken buyers, went online, bought a bunch of chicks and <laughs> wiped it out. So if you're thinking about going online to order your chicks, if you're, I mean, and this is going to be affecting folks that are normally used to, you know, hey, I'm going to order mine right now, get them in probably around the end of February, beginning of March. Um, we'll start brooding them and then by the time it's warm you know we'll get them out you're not going to be able to get those chicks till august um so then we we, we think well we're going to go to the flea market and buy some full-size hens now i'm not a test now we go to collinsville flea market in uh collinsville alabama it's trade day collinsville trade day very famous thing around here now you can buy anything from um some out-of-date snickers uh candy bars uh, to a llama, you know, I mean, literally a llama, because they'll have these things there. They're, and you have tons of homesteaders, people that have moved to rural areas of Alabama, set up these small, tiny farm, tiny acreage farms, and they come in there and sell their chicks and whatnot. So we go in, and usually there's always hens. No matter what time of year, there's always some hens for sale. We get in, and... There's, there's like all we're finding are game hens. Now, game hens are great mothers, top mothers to, to brood eggs with. Because I, I know people that use them to, to brood, that used to use them to brood peacock eggs. And then I know them now that use them as their main broody hen. Um, they're great mothers. Right, up, you know, Them and silkies are the top two that I would tell you, hey, that's the chickens you want. If you are, if you can't get your hens to brood, because that is an issue with all of this, all all of the breeding and selective breeding we've had over the years. Um, a lot of these chicks you buy from these stores like Track Supply and Rule King and and, and these hatcheries, uh, sometimes they're just not good mothers. I mean, I've seen this firsthand experience. Some you'll have a good one here that is, but sometimes you got to have a broody hen. So that's all they have, just game chicks fighting chickens you know um uh, that that's basically like the what everybody knows as is the regular chicken those little reddish roosters with the black tail that you always see on cops where they're going in and fighting them a lot of people just raise them predominantly because that's what they're everybody's always raised just for for eggs because they're good as far as foraging they're good chickens for that so that's all they have, and that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for dual purpose. I'm looking for something that's going to, you know, get hardy and, and heavy and, and also going to lay good eggs. And that's why I like black ostrilorps. Uh, we'll talk a little more about them in a minute if you are looking into getting into chick, uh, raising your own flock. Um, but I, that, that wasn't what I was looking for. And, and even then, there were only a handful of those there. So we're walking around, and, and there's, like, people walking out with the few hens that they did you know that there were there you know there's people with some red rangers uh there's people there with some they don't even know what they're the the sex of the bird yet because they're not big enough and i i, I can't take a chance on that I, I don't need 10 roosters 
<laughs> so I need I need 10 hens. So we walk around and it's just blowing my mind. I mean, I've never seen it like this, okay? So we're we're going a whole nother route. We're gonna incubate some eggs from one of our friends' flocks. So my wife buys those eggs uh, and we put them in the incubator. Well, we're gonna buy some chicks too. I'm trying to cover all the bases at this point because I'm kind of realizing, hey, I've dropped the ball here. Here I am a prepper, and and you know, you're gonna you're gonna do this as a prepper or a survivalist because you know i'm 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 leaning more towards full spectrum self-reliance now because you can't just put stuff up and and you can't just know what's in the forest because those all those may run out you got to cover every base so you gotta you gotta cover every base when it comes to being prepared and self-reliant especially if you're heading towards what looks like a collapse so i'm trying to cover all the bases now so we go to tractor supply because i call they got their chicks in so we got a, the the one tractor supply near us. They've got chicks. So I called the other one to see because I'd asked, do y'all have black ostrichs? No, we don't. And they named off what they had. So I called one because we're out in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of two, you know, minor cities, you know, that we can go to a Walmart or a tractor supply. So I called the other tractor supply on the other side. Uh, do you have black ostrichs? We have a few bantams left. That's, and some broiler chicks. Now, broiler chicks are the meat chickens. If you go to buy chickens, you do not want to buy these unless you're specifically raising them for meat because they grow fast, six weeks at the top. They're fat. They're ready to butcher, and you got to get them in the freezer for that meat gets too tough, okay? They're not egg layers. They're not bred for egg land. They're hybrid breeds that are bred specifically just to get fat, and that's a majority of what you're eating when you go to Walmart and buy chicken or anywhere, unless it's specifically some kind of organic from the farm hand raised. So I'm like, this is, I tell my wife, so we got to get up here because here's how tractor supply goes. Here's how Rule King goes. Cause my wife was at Rule King buying those five or six chicks and a guy's walking out with just box loads full of chicks. He's, he's like He's an entrepreneur, more than likely. That old guy, you know, on the back row with a bunch of junk cars in his uh, front yard and chickens running everywhere. Well, he's going to take those chicks home and brood them and go to tra- go to uh, not trash supply, go to trade day, and he's going to sell those things when he sizes them out for about 30, 40 bucks. And it may be even more now. You may be paying 50, 60, maybe 70 for a hen. It could even get up to 100. How hungry are you? That's the thing. At what point and how how hungry are you going to be that you want your own food supply? And so I'm like, we got to get the tractor supply (laughs) before somebody wipes them out. So we get the tractor supply. They've got some sapphire gems. They have some Americanas, some olive eggers, and your wonderful little uh, Cornish rocks. Because, I mean, they just breed tons of these chickens. And then you had an assortment of ducks. They always have an assortment of ducks. And I see a few khaki Campbells in there. My son's like, I, I want a duck. I'm like, we're trying to buy chicks, son. Well, I want a duck. Well, here's the thing. Now, ducks lay big eggs. Bakers prefer duck eggs. Um, now, some people have issues with egg sensitivity. So you need to, cons- you know, if you're having that, you, you need to consult your doctor before you go eating duck eggs or whatnot. You know, you need to test the waters. But um, duck eggs used to be more important than chicken eggs. And we have ducks out here. Um, so I'm like, 
we're going to get these Americanas. So we get um, we get a few Americanas, and the boy keeps begging. We get him a duck. <laughs> we got two ducks. So what happens is is we get down the road, and one of the ducks has like a cleft up uh, foot. It's walking around on the ball of its foot because uh, it's got a bumble on the foot. And so I had to carry it back because... And I just tell him, I say, look, um, you may be able to work with this, but I can't afford to do this right now. Because here's the thing. We paid almost $5 a piece. After tax, we probably paid $5 a piece for the chicks. The ducks were like almost $7. Extreme price increase, like $2 per bird price increase from what my wife was saying a couple weeks ago down at Royal King. Okay, And, and, and when you're buying chicks... Hey, these things could die very easily. You could not have it warm enough. You could not have the humidity. You know, they might, it might be a dry, too dry for them. Um, they just might not be able to stay warm enough. Um, they, they could already have some kind of disease they picked up in shipping. Or they could just have been jostled too much. Or the chicks may pile up on them and suffocate them. I mean, this happens too. A number, or there may be something at your home that could cause an issue for this chicken and, and they die i mean it could be some kind of mold issue you don't even know and and it gets in the sacks and in, in their air sacks and they just they're gone so here we are with almost five dollar chicks never paid this much before in my life um a duck and uh, the few chicks my wife bought from rural king and a couple hens out here in the yard and a couple young roosters so, we're in the midst of rebuilding this flock. Am I in panic? No, I've got tons of powdered eggs, you know, that ReadyWise has sent me because they got a deal, folks. Chaos 10, go use that code. Do not be shy. It's going to save you 10%. And we made sure we're saving you 10% because they offered us a deal that we got because it had to change this year. We renegotiated. It could have been five. Y'all got 5%. I got 10%. But I was like, no, I'm going to try to help folks. I, I'm not making much anyways. So just make sure you send me some products to test and, and tell people about. So I got some powdered eggs. And I highly suggest how you get them because they're, you can use them for cooking and whatnot. ReadyWise has got a, got a good deal running right now. But um, you can you can go to, to my website, h29cast.com. We got a link to ReadyWise that takes you through to our our that, you know to through our system and chaos ten save you ten percent. They got all kinds of other great things. So there's that shameless spill because <laughs> I need that five percent. <laughs> it just I got I got to run a website. But anyways, um, here I am. You know, two years ago, our black ostrich flock we had probably we probably had five or six hundred eggs just sitting in the fridge because we couldn't eat them fast enough we were selling them we were giving them away you know um but then you can water glass these things and put them up for over a year you know you you can there's certain other techniques oiling them you, you can i think you can uh bury them at a, in a certain way I'm trying to remember that one that's that one's a whole nother one too but th there's certain things that you can do to extend the life of these these eggs up to a year and then you can dehydrate them and powder them. So here I am, you know, uh, here, you know, we had this great flock of black ostrichs. I love these things. I highly suggest them to anybody that's going to raise a flock. Now we're starting all over again, right in the middle of this, this craziness with chickens being, you know, uh, slaughtered and, and euthanized with, with, um, the bird flu running rampant and, and, 
people telling Walmart and Costco, we can't send you chicken anymore. And so I'm trying to raise it. Am I panicking? No, because the Lord's brought me through about everything, and I'll get these chickens going. Um, I actually had a, a good lead from a, a friend the other day about some chicks, uh, a lady selling chickens, and she's got them from every size. So we're going to try to hit her up with some full-size hens. Get that heck production on the floor right now. Get it cranking. So we're in the midst of dealing with these things and um and if you are like us you're you're starting a whole new flock because you're gonna have to do this i mean i was pretty well there anyways the chickens had run their 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 length of time so you're just basically gonna have a feathery pet after about two or three years usually about two years because that chicken is born with every egg it's gonna lay and about two or three years in they're gonna lay every egg they've ever laid and you might get one every once in a while blue moon and it's time to you know it's time for that chicken to go on into the great mcnugget in the uh mcnugget box in the sky called your freezer and use it for dumplings and soup i mean that's best way to process an older hen like that and you can't just keep feeding these things that you're not getting anything from okay like our pet rabbits out there that we have now that i got for meat production now we're gonna we're gonna get that meat production pretty soon but uh anyways you you won't you're gonna have to buy a chicken you're gonna have to build a flock and you're gonna have to do this progressively and you're gonna have to have your chickens hatching off babies you're gonna have to have your chickens hatching them off and do you leave them out there if you got a good broody hen yeah but even then, the roosters can stomp them. You're going to want to take those chicks and put them in brooders and keep them up off the ground and keep them heated. And get and you're going to have your process of doing this. And you're going to want to have, uh, you know, th- I'd say at least hatch off, try to hatch off 10 every every year. And, and you can keep, you can even redo your flock every year. Just sell the old hens to the neighbor that's getting started and they got some fresh hens to start. And then they can do that too. But you've got to set that kind of process up because those hens are going to quit laying and and, it, and they become part of the food themselves. Um, there's fertilizer, you know, because you're taking that, that defecation and you're putting that in your garden. That's producing food too. You, you can actually use these chickens to till your garden. So there's some great benefits just besides the food that you're getting out of the eggs. I mean, you're, you're getting meat, you're getting eggs, you're getting fertilizer, you're getting pest control because these things eat tons of bugs going around your yard. So you're building this flock. I, I highly suggest black ostrilorps, but I also suggest buff orpingtons. I suggest uh, Americanas, olive eggers. I suggest... Um, I mean, leghorns are great if you're just looking for eggs, but they don't got a lot of meat on them. If you're running kind of a homestead type, you want something that's going to do both. Now, I've heard a lot of good about Red Rangers lately. They're great for meat and eggs, they say. They say they're, they're a good hardy breed that'll lay eggs, and you can keep a few for egg laying and to hatch off their young because the homestead movement's brought endless innovation to home self-reliant food production. And you've had people that have come up with these new hybrid breeds specifically for meat production for the homestead that you can get a few eggs out of, too, if you decide to keep one. But um, you're building this flock, and these are the things you're having to consider. You, you've, you want your peak egg production. Now, we had another big debacle with uh, the feed when it comes to 
uh, uh, the Purina brands, a lot of your brands that you buy at Track Supply and um, also from Rookie, well, they're owned by the same company up top, and everyone was having these issues with their chickens laying eggs. Now, I had to buy a couple bags of that for a few weeks to feed my chick, uh, feed my hens, um, and, and my egg production was just going. I'm like, what the heck? Uh, you know, because our co-op, our local co-op closes at a certain time and then a certain, another certain time on Saturday. I'm on night shift, so and my wife forgot to go by there, you know, this couple times. And we had to go Saturday evening to track supply and get the feed that we normally get at the co-op. So I got to realize, and I said, look, we got to quit feeding them this tractor supply feed. Something's wrong because I ain't never seen our hens do this. So we went and we got their regular feed. Egg production shoots back up. So now we have this big debacle now. Everyone is talking about how the feed from Track Supply and Rookie, well, their chickens are not laying eggs. There's a whole big reason in that. And it's comes, it comes back to these shortages. They don't got enough of the ingredients for protein to put in the feed. And probably some issues with calcium. Now, there's a way, simple way to rectify that. Protein. Now, the Amish will boil the eggs, and they'll crush them up and throw them back to the chickens in their feed. Now, that's a simple way. Bugs. Um, You can move them around your property eating bugs, and that's a win-win. They get protein. You get protein. (laughs) But you can also raise mealworms. Now, I've raised mealworms. It's not really that hard at all. You can buy them off of ebay you can buy them off of ebay and literally feed them oatmeal bran flakes um i mean you can just throw it in there and keep some fruit in there to keep them hydrated keep it dark keep it cool and then you can even keep these things reproducing because they're not really worms they're like a larva and then these little beetles uh you know they turn into these beetles and those beetles lay eggs and you there's a whole sifting process and you can buy the sifters offline for mealworm farms and hey mealworms are protein too you can eat them a lot of people around the world eat mealworms you know to supplement their protein in their diet but the the mealworms chickens love them and and you'll get these happen in in your feed when it gets wet naturally sometimes you know we've had some that uh it spilt off in the back or it was you know in a in a toe in in some kind of little container in the back we'd forgot about it got wet we go there's crap load of mealworms we throw it out the chickens go to town they love it so that's that's getting that protein up and helping them lay the next thing that calcium so calcium there's, there's a couple different ways to get the calcium. Uh, some people crush up the used eggshells. Now, the reason you want to crush them up is because if a chicken, if a hen gets a hold of an egg shell that, and it, know, it sees that it's an egg, it may start pecking the eggs. Chickens will do that. There's a way to break that. But right now, you know, you want to crush these things up and feed them their own shells back. That gets some of that calcium back in there helps that shell to um you know be strong um oyster shells you can buy bags of oyster shells from your your local feed stores your co-op 
Another thing is, is I, I work at a lime quarry and a lot of the people that raise chicken there will mix the lime because it's high calcium. You know, they mix the lime powder in with their feed. So that takes care of some grit. That takes care of some, <clears throat> that takes care of some, some calcium. So you're, you're giving that strength to the egg and then you need water. Water is, is key. Um, now, a lot of people to get their egg production up will throw a flake uh, pepper flake red pepper flake in the water or in the feed so the chickens will need to drink more water um that that's a wild thing uh some people will throw salt in the water too so there'll be more egg production so that, that's something to think about natural ways to do it you can get your own protein growing there at home and i don't know any country right now in the modern world that can't get some kind of grain to feed mealworms um so i mean even even your third world countries have oatmeal and things of that nature so you would be feeding your mealworms oatmeal or crushed up cereals you know things of that nature and and you'd have your protein um but yeah that calcium you know and there's there's a few different things you you know like i named off you could do water i mean you're, you're just gonna be watering your chickens um you can set your waterers up with nipples uh, these little, um, they're like the rabbit water nipples. It's just a uh, direct feed. You can run a, a huge container um, with, you know, at a gravity feed, which is what we do with our rabbits right now. And you can buy these uh, waterers online. You can, um, you can go to uh, eBay. I'm, I'm probably going to have some of these on the store, but there's these little red dishes uh, with a yellow uh toggle in the bottom so that when the chicken's drinking water and it's hitting that toggle it's refilling that dish and so you they have these little uh seal twist seals in the back so you punch a hole in a bucket you punch a hole in a tote and you stick it through and it seals off and then you can fill that up with water now we actually made a pretty good size water out of a tote now you want it to be tough because we just took a regular old tote old sterilite tote and now at this point in time it's kind of starting to dry rot so you want to get one of them good tough totes uh like a likely you want a dark colored like a, a black one you can get these black ones with yellow lids from tractor supply they actually had a deal on the other day for like 12 bucks i think and um what's going to how that's going to work you're going to have this huge retainer of water you're not going to have to fill it every day um it, with it being uh, a dark color you're not going to have to worry as much about the algae and algae is a big thing that you have to deal with when you're dealing with these clear waters now they want to make it convenient so that you can see where the water levels are at but you don't need that when you're dealing with such a big one you're just going to check it at a certain point in time or if you see a big puddle where it might be leaking but you can set up gravity-fed water. You can set up raining catchments to drain into rain barrels to filter and go into, you know, water your chickens. And two, that's going to come in, in handy in a prepper side of things because if somehow the water shut down from, you know, some kind of issues with uh, your electrical grid. So having that set up is going to be key. That, heck, that could be key for you, you know, having raining catchment barrels. So that's always something to think about. But you can literally set these things up with these chickens where that they can you, you don't have to be there continuously keeping the water but you want to have 
you just as much water as they can drink you want to encourage it in what ways you can because feeding them red pepper flake ain't going to hurt them um they probably like it you know if you ever look at the bird seed that you buy for your your like parents and things that's that's gonna be some hot stuff in there and they don't got no problem with it so but it will cause them to drink a little more to process that so that's going to help you get your egg production up now here's here's a, a few tips if you can't Let's say you can't get a hold of some of uh, the protein you want. You know, we told you about the mealworms. Now, this is going to sound wild, but the old timers used to go out. You know, you got your old squirrel hunters. Well, they'd go out and shoot a squirrel or a rabbit and throw it in because chickens are omnivorous. Chickens will eat each other, you know. <laughs> that's, that's your whole pecking order. If one of them starts getting sick, well, it's just a natural order. They'll kill that chicken off and eat it. They'll eat their eggs. Uh, roosters will eat the young. Trust me, I've had some roosters just kill babies, and it made me angry, so we put them in the freezer. But, uh, yeah, um, that, that you got to get that protein to them. And you can throw your scraps to them. You know, there's that town over, I think it was in Norway, um, but or the it was the Netherlands, I believe. And there was this huge program they started where they would give people free chickens and uh, if they wanted them. So, the, you know, the process was feed the chickens your scraps. So they cut down their waste tremendously. And so people had fresh eggs. People had, you know, meat, you know, if they go to culling roost, you know, if they got too many roosters or if they got a sick hen, they go and they cull these for the meat. So... I mean, it's good for everybody to have a couple of chickens. If everybody had a couple of chickens, all the environmentalists would not be able to have to worry because they worry tremendously about these chicken houses and their effects. And, and there's a lot of junk in that chicken house. Now, mind you, they do take all that poop out of there, that chicken litter, and sell it to farms for fertilizer. So, um, again, vegans, you're exploring animals. <laughs> you didn't know it, but but they're explore, you're exploring animals and didn't even realize it. Uh, but then too, that would be, I'd say that's more humane for a one single person to raise a small flock of chickens because you're taking care of your chickens needs. The, you know, the, that, um, defecation is spread out instead of all being in one spot, but you know, becoming, so it's not overloading the, the, uh, ecosystem. It's not overloading the ground. The ground can, you know, compost that up with, along with the carbon, the grass, clippings the the leaves that fall from your trees just them roaming in your backyard as long as the fence then and you probably want to run some fishing line across an open backyard so the hawks and owls cannot get your uh your chickens because when they hit that they'll they'll see it and and fly off because of the filament or you just throw an old bird net across the backyard you know give them just good wide space but yeah i mean there's a lot of benefits to having chickens in the home and there, there's all kinds of information out there now about how to raise chickens you know I've, I've got a blog up right now uh gonna be coming up this week about it so go go read that get on the email list and and go read that blog um there's all kinds of information out there on youtube um i, I can give you an extensive uh amount of information or i can just point you to other creators that are already doing that my friend uh danny runs victory garden revival and she's also got the chick chicken revival victory chickens revival i think i'm not quite sure but it's all under the grow food now uh, banner but uh you can find her on tiktok anywhere but 
chickens are, are, are there's a massive benefit to raising them they're definitely targeting our chicken industry whether it's our government or other governments in the middle of this whole big world war three debacle that seems to be unfolding um and that's what you would want to do during wartime you would want to target the food you would want to target the water you would want to disrupt the people so that that government's having to deal with its people as well as fight you because you're 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 distracting them you know we've had a ton of distractions the last couple of weeks the last couple of months i mean this is really ramping up lately but this whole chicken thing was something i wanted to touch on i wanted to let you know hey um start sourcing chickens from go go looking around locally you know there's 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 ways to do this locally and if you live in a fairly urban area and you don't have a lot of room heck you can get bantam chickens milli fleurs um these smaller breed chickens and they lay smaller eggs but still you have a food source you have a protein source you could raise these like rabbits and parrots if you if need be you know you got you, we're living in a generation right now where people are raising microgreens in a two or three bedroom apartment complex and making a lot of money selling these microgreens um so why can't we come up with an urban solution to chickens now you do want bigger eggs but hey beggars can't be choosers first off if you don't got a lot of room but i've seen people with these huge apartments that have these huge ferret cages they have these huge cages with that why, why can't you have uh, a huge cage with <clears throat> like you would have for something like a pet like that and some swings and things of that nature and a couple bantam hens or millie fleurs in there laying eggs now, or some quail quail would actually probably be the better bet in the city because you can get a lot more protein they size out quicker they get meat quicker um you know we were talking about ducks earlier duck eggs used to be more important than chicken eggs now ducks lay some good eggs and uh we've eat our ducks eggs we've hatched off ducks and raised ducks we you know we've never hatched geese off here but we do have geese ronnie our african horned goose has laid eggs but at the time we did not have um any way of fertilizing those eggs because we didn't have a gander and then when we got a gander she didn't she just stopped going broody and laying eggs but um yeah the there's a lot of ways to get eggs besides just chickens ducks quail a lot of people are getting into quail now because quail uh, i believe the japanese jumbo quail will reproduce on their own as long as you know you kind of know what's going on and they will hatch their own yeah when i say reproduce on their own they'll go broody and, and hatch these eggs some some of your quail breeds won't um but yeah you can even incubate those eggs so not only would you have a source of meat you would have a source of eggs um because you can raise a lot of quail in 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 a cage so i mean a community could come together now joe salatan there there is a video online on youtube right now uh, and it's you know they're talking to his son and they have this building they have a rabbit they have it filled with rabbit cages full of does they have the wood chips on the bottom they have the chickens running around inside okay so they're, they're, they've got a natural composting process going on because of the rabbit defecation and the chickens running around. The chickens 
are pooping and that's composting with the wood chips uh rabbit defecation it's a cold manure so you don't have to compost it but it also has a lot of fly larvae that'll get in it and so the chickens will you know they'll scratch that up and get the larva so you've got this whole protein factory and i think they said that it would produce ah lord i think it was like three three thousand it was over three thousand pounds of meat i believe a year now, i may be wrong it may have produced more but what they were talking about these communities these suburbs if you have one person in that suburb running one of the and it was the size of a garage so you have one person that was just solely dedicated to organic farming per suburb you know that whole suburb would have their own food source right there these are the kind of innovations we got to start thinking about if we're going to keep living in the areas we're living we got to start thinking about water we got to start thinking about producing our own food. We've got to start thinking about how to feed those animals that we're going to raise, how to raise gardens. Because, see, when you go into raising livestock, the, we're, we're, we're caught up in that feed industry. But they used to raise their own feed. There's, there are uh, techniques now where people are taking wheat berries and they are making, um, they're, they're making their own fowder. And they set up this whole process in these plant trays and they're making their own chicken feed like that. People are growing sorghum again um, in their gardens. Uh, and, and sorghum is kind of like the original corn. They called it broom corn. Uh, you get molasses from the stalk. So it's, it's a, just a tremendously great product to grow out of your garden. And you can get online and get organic heirloom um, sorghum i know this because i bought some and what when you go to growing heirloom you're able to take uh seed from what you grow and you're going to get what you grow <laughs> a lot of this hybrid stuff you're not going to get what what you planted you're not going to get the seed and the plant that you planted you're, you're going to get part of that hybridization process when they go to seed but these are the things we got to start studying and I had been seeing so much going on with the chicken industry when it comes to personal growing. I mean, they're literally wanting to regulate uh, people raising chickens. Now, for, the, for, for decades, suburbs would not allow chickens to be raised. You know, these uh, homeowners associations wouldn't. Now they're going to allowing people to raise hens because hens don't make a lot of noise and as long as you keep it clean and and this can be done in a clean manner you can put seed in, uh sand in the bottom and and it have a natural draining process and and it'll be very easy to keep up i have a friend that does that and, and he just goes out there and sprays water and and it cleans it up um you, you just don't have as many issues people compost they throw wood chips in there they throw flake in there they throw hay in there and that helps mitigate the smell because you're not you don't just have that ammonia smell you have the carbon so they're breaking down together they're composting and people use it in that type of manner too uh there's so many benefits and and we're seeing these um the these more urban type settings and suburban type settings 
try to reintroduce raising of livestock in different they're having to do it in different ways and they're also uh that pastured poultry method that joe salatan has has coined so much you know it rolling those cages around your yard you don't have to fertilize your grass you know there's even people that are living in suburbs that are contacting farmers and in between the crops they're running their chicken cages you know they're leasing out these little strips of grass in between these uh, these row crops and um, they're they're running those chickens back and forth and, and so it's a kind of a win-win the farmers got a little fertilizer that'll wash off into there and into into the the main crop area plus eating up some of the pests plus he's getting paid and you're getting you know your chicken meat your organic chicken meat so you got so many people getting into this so it, 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 there's no doubt in my mind they're going to try to find a way to regulate home livestock to the point you can't even afford to do it because see that's what corporations do they, they they bought up farms they've shut down family farms they made it almost impossible for the family farm to continue operating they've had to turn into businesses and corporations of their own and so the family farmers about gone you know we're, we're all eating eating a plate full of food that was corporation bred bought and and raised and so i counsel you take your food security back in your hand and be mindful of what's going on in the industry if you're that person that doesn't know anything about animals and you live in the city and you don't know anything about this begin to educate yourself on what you're eating uh, the the whole organic food live when i say that you see where these corporations have skirted the law and they've manipulated the laws in Congress and lobbied to get certain things allowed and amended uh, when it came to organic food processes that allowed them to just take over that industry and cause issues with that industry. So, you know, it, literally, your best option is to have a local grower you talk to. I have a friend, he goes to the local growers, the local farmers in the area, and they... Uh, make deals they do trading uh, for for different types of work and he buys it with cash but he knows where his food's coming from he, he has that grass-fed food so you really need to pay attention to that aspect of what's happening know what's happening know hey there's some crazy stuff going on you may very well walk into your uh, freezer section or your your um, fresh meat section or your deli um, or the butcher wherever you're going and they may not have the chicken you've been wanting. Um, yeah, folks, things is getting wild. Uh, see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Chaos Cast. So we thank you for listening to the Chaos Cast. Uh, come on back. Give us a follow. Go check out the sponsors in the description. And again, go join that uh, subscription email list on our website to get notifications of what's happening in our community. And we thank you now for joining our community and helping us get people prepared. Thanks, folks. Come on back. <laughs>